0: God's Word. We're going to be reading from uh, Genesis chapter 2. So uh, it's on the overhead screen if you've got a Bible or device with you and you want to find it there. Uh, This is a very familiar story of the creation of the world. So the creation of the heavens and the earth and everything in them was completed. And on the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation. So he rested from all his work and God blessed the seventh day. And declared it holy, because it was the day when he rested from all his work of creation. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of each heart be acceptable in your sight. You are truly our blessed rock and our redeemer. Amen. I sometimes uh, imagine, as uh, I've done a lot of genealogical research, and if you've done this, uh, you're you're familiar with uh, trying to create the world that our ancestors lived in. And I've sometimes wondered if we could take the generation of maybe my great-grandparents, put them in a time machine, and drop them into 2023, what they would think. How different our world is, right, from the world that they lived in. And I, I think one of the big differences that they would notice, uh, especially if they lived in a world before uh, electricity, they would notice how bright it is at night and how noisy it is at night in our world compared to their world, right? In their world, when the sun went down, your house was quiet. Maybe you'd hear the talk around the, 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 the table or the fire, or maybe you'd hear the sound of a wolf howling in the nearby woods, but by and large, their world was quiet, Our world is seldom quiet, right? Our world's filled almost constantly with noise. Some of it is the external noise of the world, and some of it is the noise that we bring into our homes. And think about all of the electric power devices that are bringing noise into your home. This noise can be a beneficial thing. It can be an instructional thing. But it also can be difficult for us in modern life to balance the noise with the need for quiet. The American Psychological Association recently released a report called Stress in America. And I know you're going to be surprised by this, but we report that we are more stressed out now than at any other time in our history, right? Anybody stressed out right now? Yes, we're stressed out. Uh, A lot of the things that cause us stress are external. The political climate in this country certainly is causing us stress. All of the divides along race and and human sexuality, all of the divides that have been created are causing us stress. Navigating through a post-COVID world, navigating through climate change, navigating through economic ups and downs, all of these things are adding to the stress that we feel and that we report. But when they dug deeper in their report, the American Psychological Association uh, came to the conclusion that the thing that's stressing us the most these days is the thing that's advertised as a stress reliever, and that's technology. Think about it. We are now connected to the world around us, most of us via, via our phone, but, but some of us via a laptop or, or television sets. Uh, uh, we are connected to the world almost 24-7. I know some people that even sleep with their phones on on the nightstand next to them, Right? We are constantly connected. We are constantly bombarded. We are constantly aware of what is going on in the world around us, especially the noise in the world around us. When the American Psychological Association dug a little deeper and asked the question, How often are you on your devices? and then asked people to rate their stress on a scale from 1 to 10, this is not going to surprise anyone. The people who were on their devices more reported the higher level of stress. People who were on their devices less, reported less stress. Maybe there are other conclusions you can draw from this, but I think it's somewhat obvious, isn't it? The technology built at helping us live simpler, easier, quieter lives may in fact be the key thing that's causing us stress. Now, sometimes that, that, that technology is a blessing, right? I, I use technology, it, it helps me stay connected to things, it, it helps me to be able to get instant answers to things, but I'm aware that that, that, that technology can also stress me out. I, I'm guilty of answering emails far too late in the evening, even on vacation sometimes. I, I'm guilty of, of connecting to things rather than having conversation with people. I, I, I can be guilty of the same things as everyone else. Sometimes that, that, that technology is, is even devised and designed to draw us apart, to pull us away from the world. There's a wonderful commercial airing these days. I, I don't know the, the nature of the group, but about a young daughter sitting at a breakfast table while her parents are serving breakfast and having conversation. She is swallowed up by her phone. And it's a reminder that it's easy to get swallowed up by our phone by technology, isn't it? Sometimes that technology is seeking to divide us apart. I'm not a country music guy, I don't even know who Jason Aldean is, but a couple of weeks ago my phone blew up with people wanting me to like either pages for Jason Aldean or against Jason Aldean. I don't know who he is, so I didn't answer either side of the picture. But you know, you were drawn into that. Or, Or whether or not the sun bear in China is really a sun bear or not, I have no idea. I really don't care. But there are people, right, who want you to engage in such a way so that you divide yourself up on one side or another, and that creates stress. God understood this. When God was creating the world, talk about a stress-inducing activity, right? When God was creating the world, and, and, and God had finished creating the basic building blocks of the world, God rested, and God said, this is a good idea. It's a good idea for my children to rest as well, and to rest with me. And so God created something called the Sabbath, the period of rest. For Jewish people, the Sabbath was a day that was observed. Because they viewed Sunday as the first day of the week, Saturday was the last day of the week, the seventh day. They would Sabbath on the seventh day. Their Sabbath would start with sundown on Friday night and would end with sundown on Saturday night. And over the course of those roughly 24 hours, they would not do any work. They would not engage in community discussion. They would turn their devices off. Of course, they didn't have devices in those days. They would not cook. They would simply rest and worship. And spend time with their family. They were vigilant about that. They they, they kept the Sabbath day. It's one of the big Ten Commandments, right? It it became for them a a part of their identity. And for many Jews, it's a part of their identity today as well. Even some non-observant Jews are diligent about keeping the Sabbath day set aside. For Christians, we move the Sabbath day to Sunday because, of course, that's Easter. And and for many years, we observed it the way that our Jewish ancestors observed it. We refrained from work. Some of us are old enough to remember a time when stores weren't open on Sundays, and most businesses were closed on Sundays, and you couldn't even get a tank of gas on Sundays. Those laws, sometimes called blue laws, existed so that a community would observe that Sabbath day. We worshiped on Sunday morning. Most Christian churches worship on Sunday morning because it is a part of the Sabbath day celebration over time that has begun to erode away so that in most communities now it's not noticeable that it is a sabbath day businesses are open people are encouraged to work people are encouraged to participate in their community all sorts of things compete with the idea of keeping a sunday morning at least sabbath holy and sacred But I want to move away from the idea that the Sabbath has to be a period of time on Sunday morning. And I want to do this using the model that Jesus gives to us about Sabbath taking. Because I think when we look at how Jesus took Sabbath, and remember he was accused by the Pharisees of violating Sabbath. But when we look at how he kept Sabbath, we discover a remarkable pattern. here's, Here's some of what the scripture has to say about jesus and sabbath right the gospel of mark i think we've got a slide for that in the gospel of uh of of mark there are numerous occasions when jesus stepped away here here are just a few of those scriptures when jesus heard of the death of john the evangelist he withdrew sabbath by a boat to a solitary place matthew 14 13 Mark 6.30, then, because so many people were coming and going, they didn't even have a chance to eat. Jesus said to his disciples, come with me by ourselves to a quiet place and get Sabbath. Mark 3.7, Jesus withdrew with his disciples to the lakeside. What we find here is that Jesus used Sabbath not just as a chronological commitment from Friday to Saturday but as an opportunity to step away from the noise, the culture, the chaos of the world and spend time with God. Now, he sometimes did this on Saturday, but he did this other times as well. He sometimes engaged with the world on what the Jews considered to be the Sabbath day. What we're picking up from this is that Jesus was less concerned about the when of Sabbath and more concerned about the why and the how of Sabbath and what Sabbath is supposed to mean. Jesus understood that what Sabbath was, was a tool. Remember, he said that the Sabbath itself is not what's holy. It's the keeping or practice of the Sabbath that makes us holy. What Jesus did would be to step away from the world and spend time with God. To step away from the noise and step into the quiet. To step away from the chaos and into the peace that can only come from time spent with God. God. And whether this was a 15-minute Sabbath or an hour-long Sabbath or a a half-a-day Sabbath, that wasn't as important as why Jesus did this and what it did for him. And I want to encourage you this morning to think about your own practice of taking Sabbath or maybe the lack of that practice in your life and what it might mean to make this a discipline Or to borrow the theme for this entire preaching series, a superpower that you use and employ to keep you close to God. Now, as, as we do this, as, as, as we think about this, as we, we break free from this idea that the Sabbath has to be a certain allotment of time on a certain day of the week, as we begin to think about this, we, we realize how important Sabbath taking can be, right? It, it can be vital for us as we stand at a crossroads and try to make a decision about which path to take. It's important as we listen to the world tell us who we are. We belong to this tribe or that tribe, this group or that group. This is our identity or that is our identity. Sabbath taking can pull us away and remind us that no, we really belong to God. We are God's precious sons and daughters. As the world seeks to divide us up, Sabbath taking reminds us of our unity in Christ. As the world delivers us chaos, Sabbath taking is the time where we find peace. But for this to happen, we must use that superpower, right? We must engage that superpower. We must learn to discipline ourselves in those moments of decision to say, before I make a decision, I'm going to spend some time with God. Before I enter into what I know is going to be a chaotic situation, I'm going to spend time with God. Not, not too long ago, I was... I was uh, uh, engaged with some friends who were having an argument uh, uh, back and forth, and I would agreed to talk to them about the argument. And I knew things were going to get heated fast. Uh, I, I know these two friends well. And, and so before I met with them, I spent some time Sabbath-taking with God, just asking for peace and quiet and calm so that when I was with them, I would be what you call a non-anxious presence, right? I could help them work through all of the anxiety that they were dealing with. Sabbath-taking does that for us, and most importantly, Sabbath-taking pulls us away from the world and into the quiet. So I want you to to think about Sabbath-taking and and three principles that I think are essential for Sabbath-taking to work for us, and and the first is that we have to step away from the world and remember the purpose of Sabbath-taking is to spend time with God, right? Right? A few years ago, I, I began the practice of every night about nine fifteen, nine thirty, turning my cell phone off. I actually turn it off. They say it's good to actually turn it off and reboot it every once in a while. And and after the cell phone's off and the television's off and, and the laptop's shut down for the night, I, I have a place in our house where I will go and sit and pray and read scripture and spend some time with that. And I've found that that amazingly enough, helps me to sleep. Now, sometimes, sadly, I fall asleep while I'm reading the scripture if it's been a really long day. But I find disengaging from the world at that time of night allows me to sleep pretty peacefully with God. It empties my brain of all the thoughts I have been thinking about that the world and the culture wants me to think about and recenters my mind on God. The purpose of taking Sabbath is for us to reconnect with God. The purpose of taking Sabbath is for us to listen to God. The purpose of our taking Sabbath is to step away from the world to which we do not belong. We are travelers through the world and be reminded of the household in which we do belong, that belongs to God. How are you practicing Sabbath-taking with the purpose solely of being spending time With God, Which leads to the second principle, which is important. In order to take Sabbath, you must step away from the world, right? We see this in Jesus' ministry, right? He stepped away from the world. He sailed off in a boat. He climbed up to the top of a mountain. He found a a, a desolate place. He went to the garden at night to pray. Why? Because Jesus understood you can't take Sabbath amidst the noise and chaos of the world. He once said, if you want to pray to God, go into your closets and pray. To take Sabbath we have to shut down the world and find a quiet. I want to try this for just a minute. It's a little bit, little bit awkward but I want to try this for just a minute. Get, get as comfortable as you possibly can get in a metal folding chair and, and, and as best as you can drown out the noise around us and, and close your eyes for a minute. I invite you to close your eyes for a minute. And as you're listening to my voice I want you to imagine that you're on a hillside and it's, it's a beautiful morning, and there's a gentle breeze at your back. And you're, you're waiting for Jesus to speak. And as you're waiting for Jesus to speak, what are you seeing? What are you, what are you hearing with your eyes closed, not the noise in this auditorium? What are you hearing from Jesus? What are you hoping to hear? from Jesus how does it feel to be with Jesus in this moment you don't have to open your eyes but if you want to you can didn't that feel good it's like 15 seconds folks didn't that feel great That's as simple as Sabbath-taking can be, and yet it can make a profound difference in the course of your day. If you can find some place just for five minutes even to sit by yourself and close your eyes and imagine you're on a hillside waiting for Jesus to speak in the midst of a crowd, I guarantee you that will be the best five minutes of your day. You will find the experience of listening and being still with Jesus to be the greatest stress reliever ever known. Sabbath take. Lastly, and I think this is why the picture of Olivia Grace, our, our new kitten, is on the board. Uh, she, um, she, like any, any kitten or any puppy or baby rabbit, whatever you bring into your house, is, is curious, right? And, and, and as is the pattern for kittens, they, they, they want to explore their new world. They, they want to, every door you open is an adventure, right? For them to go look inside the, the world that you've opened. And, 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 and every, everything that you sat out is, is something they need to sniff and check out, right? And we've noticed this pattern with, with, with Olivia Grace. She will, she will go and do that for about 10 minutes, maybe 11 minutes, sometimes 12. And then she will always come scampering back either to Sherry or myself, wherever we are, she will come find us and she'll nuzzle up against us and she'll want us to pick her up and remind her that she belongs to us or in a cat's world that we belong to them, right? Is that true of dogs too? Do you belong to your dogs? All right, yeah, I'm not a dog owner, but cats, rabbits, snakes, do you belong to your snake? I don't know, that's a little scary, isn't it? They want the reassurance, right, as they explore the world that they belong to us. That this is their home. That we are the one that loves them and cares for them. Friends, we are no different. As we explore our world, as we deal with the chaos and confusion around us, we too need to know that we belong to God. We are God's sons and daughters. We have a home with God. We have a purpose with God. We belong to God. When you take Sabbath... That should be the primary purpose of taking Sabbath. Not to give God the wish list of things you want to have happen in your life. But to simply and securely remind yourself that you belong to God. And have a place in the household. Jesus said to his disciples, come let's get away from the crowds and away from the noise and spend time with God your world and my world will be a little bit less crazy a little bit less stressed if we learn to take this commandment to take Sabbath seriously let us pray honor the Sabbath And keep it holy. Whenever that Sabbath is for us, however long it may be, Lord God, help us to engage with you. To step away from the world, to turn off our devices, to disconnect from the chaos, and to find the peace that can only come from your presence. All these things we pray in your name. Amen.